Welcome to Bite Size, brought to you by Priestley's Gourmet Delights. Each episode will bring you ideas, news, and insights into the food service industry with a bite size summary. I'm Zanny Christopherson, and I will be your host. Renowned executive chef Gary Johnson has mastered the art of fostering strong and cohesive teams. Today, we delve into the art of team building and explore its crucial role in the food service industry. Gary Johnson is an internationally award-winning chef with over 40 years of experience around the world in hospitality and the food service industry. He has worked with many of the leading brands and hotels throughout the world. Gary's formula for success is people plus product plus passion equals profit, and to make every team member feel valued and understand their part to play. Wow. Gary, <laughs> welcome. What an introduction. Fantastic. Great to be here with this, Eddie. Thank you. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to hearing your insights and stories about how you have been building these effective teams throughout the food service industry. Teams, I suppose for me, Zanny, are one of the most important things in the industry. And as you mentioned before about, you know, the product, the passion, is the profit. If you haven't got the people right, you won't get the other two lined up either. And of course, the profit will always be a struggle. But people and many, many big businesses now, if not most of the small as well, mm. have realised what an asset that is to have. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we're only as good as we surround ourselves with the teams, right? Too true. Too mm. true. And that's the leadership value I've endeared for many years. <laughs> Absolutely. Like they, they make or break you. They make me look good. <laughs> exactly. And, and set you up for success. So yeah, true. totally aligned on that. True. So having worked within so many businesses, tell us your view on the ingredients for building the best teams. Um, look, I'd probably say when I first go into a business, I mean, if it's running well or if it's broken or whatever, I kind of evaluate where we are and mainly with our people. And I talk to everybody. I have one-on-one. -on -one. I get to know the team. But more importantly, I want them to get to know me because yeah. trust and honesty are two of my founding pillars for success in any business. If they don't trust me, if I'm not honest with them, if I say I'm going to do something, sure as eggs, I get it done because they need to be able to depend on me to be able to deliver not only the business for them, but also their development and their careers and, of course, their lifestyle as well. We talk about that quite often. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's also about making sure we have the right systems and processes, right? Because commonly well, when teams break down, it's yep. because the business yes. is not set up for success. So how exactly. do we enable them to reach their maximum potential? Exactly. And that's where when I think about my highest priority, and, and if you ask me about any you know, the three priorities, as I do with a lot of people that I interview as well, People always comes first because I think the other elements of the business, and of course, you know, you'll have the hotel manager or whatever, or the, or the business manager that wants the product to be right. And then you've got the number crunches and they want the profit to be right. And it's like, slow down, guys. We've got to get the people right first. So that's when I get to know them and I get to know what everybody wants. And I, I look at the team and see what I need and what I might have too much of and not enough of, all of that kind of stuff. And what do my team value? I mean, do they want more money? Do they want family time? Do they want career? I mean, all those things are important for me to be able to then categorize them. I'm a little bit, I suppose, a little bit OCD with things like that. I like putting things in boxes, but I also like to have what I call these three-dimensional chess games where I move people within that box and, of course, give them what they need, but also ensure that they reach and realize their full potential in the business. Yeah. And I guess just reflecting, like one of the reasons that I go out to a restaurant mm. is for the experience. 
Yes. And people yes. and the service is part of that experience. It can make or break. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I resonated with the fact that you were saying it's about getting the product right, but if the mm-hmm. product's just slammed in front of you mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. a plate, you don't yep. get the experience right. Yep. And that experience part is down to the people who are serving you the food. Too true. And I read a lot of leadership articles and I'm influenced by Simon Sinek's and Brené Brown. I oh, mean, yeah. uh, the list goes on, Patrick yeah. Lencioni, but Richard Branson always used to say, if your team are happy, your customers are happy. Yeah. And it's very true. You go into any business now, and if you're welcomed within the first three minutes of kind of entering the room or the door or whatever, you kind of feel a bit warm and fuzzy. I was actually speaking to a colleague this morning Mm -hmm. about her experience at Mm -hmm. a restaurant last night, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she said the food, they nailed the food. Yep. But it was the staff and the experience. Mm that would probably stop her from going back again. What a shame. My point is that it shows that unless you have the right team members set up for success, that they can really impact, regardless of how good the product is, impact the person's experience and therefore Mm. your revenues. Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? I've had this debate with people before too. You've just hit the nail on the head is that if the service is really, really great and you're welcomed and, and everything's clean and tidy and safe and the people yeah. are, are friendly, you can kind of forgive a few little things you go can, wrong on the food, yeah. you know, or somebody might spill a little wine or something. You know, yeah, that's okay. You know, but I think if it's the other way around, as you've rightly said, the people can make or break the business. Yeah. And what a shame to think that, you know, your friends wouldn't return because of that experience, even though everything else was great. Yeah, agree. What are your tips when it comes to team dynamics? You must have seen your fair share across your career. And that is so important as well, Sadie, because the dynamics in a team, and I think we've evolved a lot as an industry, but I mean, you know, I think back when I first began, there was all walks of life. <laughs> I think uh, Anthony Bourdain's uh, book, No Reservations, was like a nursery rhyme for me growing up in the industry. It was all about, I think, and more so now, embracing diversity, because that is one of the, yeah. the key ingredients to a really great team, is having everybody contributing, having everybody respected. But at the same time, if you're not embracing diversity, mm. you're missing out. There are so many things that a lot of people can bring to the table and perspectives and lenses on on how the business operates. My analogy in this situation is kind of like a fish tank. If you're building a fish tank, you've got a couple of guppies, you've got a couple of snails, you know, you've got some fighting fish. You know, you've got all these creatures and a shark or two as well. <laughs> but the, but the whole uh, ecosystem comes together yeah. and survives and flourishes. Yeah. So when you've got that right, and I think the other key ingredient too is that a leader who can recognise that. And and when I mentioned before about some of the leaders that I'm influenced by, um, Dr. Brené Brown and the power of vulnerability, yeah. I think is also very important. You don't need a leader in there that says, well, I'm the leader, so I know everything. Everybody shut up and listen to me. Uh, agreed. <laughs> it's like, what do you guys think? This is the situation, but I'm interested to hear your opinion or yeah. I'll get to know my team well enough to realise and understand what they've got, what their strengths are, and bring them to the table. Yeah. And then even partner them up with people that may have that area for development in their career or their characteristics and partner those guys up together so they get a different perspective as well. I really resonated with your Mm. fact that the leader doesn't need to know everything. No. (laughs) Right? And it's not an expectation that a leader needs to know everything because you've got specialists underneath you. Yes. Our challenge is mm-hmm. to know which questions to ask mm-hmm. to enable and empower our people, yep. right? And yep. I think that's so important. Yep. And it's also been, to your point, vulnerable mm-hmm. to say, hey, I don't have the answer. Exactly. What do you think? Because exactly. sometimes they have much better answers to challenges that you're seeing day to day. 
and the other part is, is it takes all walks of life to make the world go round. So <laughs> to does. your point, they don't all have to be sharks. No, no. You know, and we need the guppies, right, <laughs> yes. in the world. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah you've thank you. have got to have some colourful characters. And I, and I think as a good leader as well, I can look ourselves in the mirror and say, well, look, I'm not really good at this particular area, mm. so I'm going to find somebody in my team yeah. that is, or at least who's passionate about it. Yeah, so self-reflection and understanding mm-hmm. where your gaps are. Yep. And I think that's sometimes challenging yep. for people. Um, mm-hmm. And then also to your point is just setting yourself up for success, right? True, true. I know within my <laughs> own teams that I'm only as good as the team that surround me. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think when I mentioned before about Brené Brown, you know, The Power of Vulnerability is a really good book if anybody's got the time to read because I can see that only really accomplished or comfortable or competent leaders can actually admit to that fact. Yeah, agree. And it's also mm-hmm. about being in service of your people. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. that's a really interesting... Very true. Yeah. Very true. If you don't care about or can't, can't empathise with your people, they smell a rat quick, quick smart. Yeah, and also mm-hmm. understanding what they need Yes. as well. So yep. really servicing them. So... This morning I was in at work at 4am. You know, no one likes to get up in the threes, but the team needed me. And and so I really served them to make sure that they saw the executive leadership out in the production floor. Yep. And Mm. I think leading by example is a true quality because you don't want people, (laughs) I call it the seagull approach sometimes. We've all grown up with these people where they kind of, they fly in, poo on everybody, make a lot of noise and then leave again. <laughs> so, so That's a great uh, analogy. Yeah, so, so they're not the sort of people you want to have uh, driving the ship or yeah. uh, at least leading the team. You are listening to Bite Sized, insights for the food service industry. Brought to you by Priestley's Gourmet Delights. What are the no-nos you see as common mistakes when it comes to people and team building in this industry? You know, when I look back at, and I've had great leaders that I've worked with, and I've had bad ones, and they've both done me favours because you grow up thinking, well, I'm not going to be like that because I know the impact that that has on the team. Yeah. And great book I read a little while ago, Patrick Lencioni, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. It's really obvious that the standard you walk past is the one that you accept. Yeah. And you have an obligation not only to the business but to the rest of the team. Yeah. There are so many people on the team that work so hard that once you've got the trust and the honesty with them, you've also got to be able to dispel or eliminate the fear of conflict. And when I say conflict, I don't mean, you know, fisticuffs or uh, <laughs> anything, but I mean robust debates or honest discussions where yeah. you can actually say, well, if we have an inattention to result or unaccountability for certain parts of our job or our business, then we need to call that out. We need to be able to have the honesty and the trust with each other that I'm saying, yeah. well, guys, you know, this is something that we need to fix or this is something that's happening that we are accountable for and we have an obligation and a responsibility to the rest of the team to get this fixed. Yeah. I commonly like to say mm. feedback is a gift. Absolutely. We might not see it as a gift, yep. but it absolutely is yes. because it's an opportunity for yep. us mm-hmm. to change our behaviour yes. to get a different result. Exactly. If you keep doing the same thing, what's that definition of insanity? Yeah. Exactly. Expecting a, a different result. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do true. Yeah, Mm. and I guess to your point, it really is about leadership behaviour. And if we're not getting the results, it's how do we self-reflect to then change our behaviour to have a greater positive impact on our staff. Yes, yes, Mm. exactly. Okay, so from all the venues you've worked with, is there one that stands out in terms of building a strong team? 
And mm. how did it contribute to your venue success? Wow. I've been really lucky in this industry to have been working around the world, around the country for that matter. I suppose a recent example I had, and this was after I'd spent about 10, 12 years overseas. I worked in Istanbul, the Maldives, London, France, Germany, Switzerland, all that. And wow. I think, <laughs> but I think coming back to Australia was a little bit of an eye-opener and it was a bit of a repatriation where, you know, I'd worked in some countries where, you, you, I mean, you automatically had the respect of the team. The hardest part was hanging on to that respect yeah. <laughs> and keeping that because they would watch you like a hawk, especially uh, in some of the expatriate jobs that I had. And then I remember also um, being in London having a chat to, and I was at the number two at the, the Four Seasons in uh, Hyde Park, and the executive chef pulled me into the office one day and he said, listen, you're going to have to start yelling at people. And because so, <laughs> I'd just come out of the Maldives where if you yell at people, they walk away from you and don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So uh, that was chalk and cheese, one extreme to the other. But when I got back to Australia, I, I had all of this, I suppose, all of these experiences and all of this knowledge. So my first job was at the Hilton Cairns. It was a little bit broken at the time. They hadn't had a, an executive chef there for a while, so uh, a little bit rudderless. And, of course, in saying that, I, you know, once again, you know, I referred back to uh, my um, foundational skills in establishing new teams. It's getting to know the team. So I went in, I worked with the team, worked on all the sections. second thing I did, obviously, was uh, clean the kitchen because it was pretty untidy. So got everybody to help me set the standard for that worked in every section and then I got to know the team with one-on-ones and talking to them about what they wanted from their experience or what they wanted from their career. And I mentioned there just you know before about whether it was career development, whether it was money, family time, all of that kind of stuff. But what I really wanted them to do was to know that I cared for them, I cared for the team, I wanted them to be on the journey with us and to share in the achievements. But that would only come from the honesty and the trust that we had with each other as a team. So communication, collaboration, I mean, development, all those HR buzzwords that we all love basically boiled down to the fact that we were a team and we Mm. began to operate as a team. So anything that we had success in, we all enjoyed that success. It wasn't two or three people. It was all of us that got to enjoy it. So I think doing that really drove the passion and it kind of became almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, I didn't have to really tick anybody else off. They'd kind of tick each other off if they weren't performing, you yeah. know. And, and of course, the other funny thing was when I first joined this uh, team, there was a lot of fighting between front of house and back of house. So we did a little bit of cross-training there. I had some chefs go outside. I had some front of house yeah. come inside. We did a bit of, bit of that. We got to know each other. And uh, next thing I know, they were a little bit too friendly with each other. And I had to kind of warn them about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you can't win in that yeah. scenario. <laughs> but better still, they began to really look after each other. It was all And I think that's really mm. important, right, is yep. living the life in someone else's shoes and really yep. understanding <laughs> their pain points and yes. then how mm-hmm. you can contribute to ironing out that pain point if you're yes. up the chain or down the chain. Yep, yep. Once again, as a leader, I think you've got to be a little bit tenacious. I mean, you can't just stick your head in the sand and hope that things are going to go away. I mean, If I had situations, and when I say about that fear of conflict, you've got to be able to confront it, and not only with your people. So if I had somebody come in and complain about somebody else, I used to call it hot wiring. So I'd say, okay, well, let's get Billy in here to have a talk about that with us. So Billy, Frank, myself, we'd all get together, and hearts on the table, we'd sort it out. And if I had to mediate from time to time, that's fine, but Billy had his chance to talk, and Frank had his chance to talk, and they got to know... (laughs) 
what each other liked and didn't like and how they were going to work together and then they shook yeah. hands and we got back on the team. So I think hot wiring was probably one of the best things. I hated people gossiping about each other and if I yeah. overheard any of that, I'd grab the group and we'd Brilliant. go and sit down and we'd talk about it. Yeah. And, and be honest and open and yeah. that was the best way. Yeah. Mm. Some great <laughs> insights there. All right, so for the final question, it's loaded, so watch out. Is there <laughs> one change um, business owners can make today when it comes to people in their teams? Mm-hmm. And what is it? <laughs> well, I'm going to show my age here, Zanny, and it's a song by, I can't take credit for, Crosby, Stills and Nash, I think, Love the Ones You're With. Yeah. And I think in saying that, you've got to not only earn, but you've got to honour the trust that you get from your team. They understand that you care for them, you develop them, but I think it's very important to make sure that you're investing in the people you have. If you're sitting back waiting for the perfect chef to kind of you know front up to your front door or the perfect restaurant manager to come around the back of the shop and ask for a job well good luck with that Um, I think in this climate that we're in and everybody's scratching for good people give them what you know best buddy them up with some of your best other team members if you have to but love the ones you're with and develop them because I think that's the most important card. And I think this goes for anything, right? You're only as good as the education you're Mm -hmm. given. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Yes. Right? So it's all about that educational piece and opening their eyes to what they can be. Yep. And I think in our industry as well, it's hospitality. So you've got to be a people person. You've got to enjoy being eh, a little extroverted perhaps, but, uh, but enjoy having people around you. And everything from diversity to the quietest person at the back of the room. I love hearing from those people yeah. and I'll actually, I'll ask them. Yeah. Well, it comes back to that diversity in thinking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And yep. making sure that every person has a voice because yes. commonly yep. they're the ones that can solve your problems for you. Yeah, sometimes they do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yep, we, yeah. all, uh, we all value that. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So, Gary, I've loved having you on today's episode. Thank you so much. You've shared so many insights. And leadership for me is one of the topics that I really resonate with as well. So I can't wait to chat to you outside of this just to pick your brain a little bit more. (laughs) Um, But some of the things that I guess that's really resonated with me is Mm. that leadership starts at the top. Yes. Fish rots from the head first. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That we've really got to seek to understand our team Mm -hmm. and live a day in the life of their shoes to really understand where they're coming from and set them up for success. That we're only as good as the people that we surround ourselves with. So making sure you have those right people and that you train and educate them so that they can be the best people Mm -hmm. um, and reach their potential. Yep, And don't be afraid of employing those really clever people around you because that's, once again, keeps us looking good. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm I'm with you on that one. And it takes everyone in Mm -hmm. the business to win. So it doesn't matter what position you're in. Yep. Everybody contributes yes. and it's important that we recognise that. Absolutely. Yep, that's the part that I like the best because it is a team. Yep. And there's no I in team, they tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would sneak it in there. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for your time, Gary. Pleasure. Thank you, Zaddy. It's been fabulous. Thank you for listening to today's Bite Size episode. We hope you got some industry insights and tips for your business. Subscribe to our podcast and tune in to our next episode. Feel free to reach out to me for any comments and questions via LinkedIn.